0: How old are you, listener? Be honest. If you're of a certain age and you're a woman, I bet this is going to resonate with you. Because this week's guest is the current editor of Shout magazine. Yes, that Shout magazine. The one you read when you were about 10, 11 or 12. And it's still going. It's going across all channels and it's going rather well. Louise Kettle, the current editor who works for DC Thompson, based up in Dundee, and I had a wonderful chat. It was on the phone, it was via ISDN, from one studio to another, and what was really, really good fun about this chat was we we focused on how Louise got the job, what being editor of Shout Magazine means, and actually more about what Shout Magazine means to its readers and its users and other ways that people come to engage with the brand and then we kind of went a bit deeper and got a bit into a bit more depth about some practical insights that louise could tell us about how young people behave what young people do we asked louise kettle current editor of shout magazine what was her rocket fuel So here's Louise Kettle. Louise, first of all, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. It's a real pleasure to have you on.
1: Oh, thanks so much. No, I'm very pleased to be here.
0: Um, Louise, first of all, tell us a little bit about your journey and where you've arrived at and what you do for Shout Magazine.
1: Yeah, of course. So I think I probably got into magazine journalism in a little bit of a roundabout way. Um, always loved magazines like English was always my strongest subject at school um, and I did apply to uni that was kind of the done thing at my school you do well you apply to uni but quickly decided that actually not ready for this I don't want to go to uni um, and ended up working instead so initially I worked in fashion retail and kind of worked my way up there doing management positions but I'd always always wanted to work um, in magazine journalism specifically DC Thompson and um, it was local to me it's amazing to have such a good publisher on our doorstep so I always had my eye on that um, and eventually managed to get my foot in the door on our evening newspaper the Evening Telegraph and I started there as a sub-editor um, and then about nine months after that, managed to get a job as editorial assistant on Shout and just instantly loved it. Loved write for that audience, loved the topics we covered um, and kind of gradually worked my way up from there.
0: How many years ago was that when you started as editorial assistant?
1: Um, I think I'm coming up for nine years now.
0: Wow. Just a question while we're talking about you and your background, if you like. What were the magazines, you said you've always been a huge admirer and lover of magazines. What were the magazines that inspired you as you were growing up?
1: Oh, um, loads. So I basically, I think I started right at the beginning with Twinkle, which is no longer in existence. Um, and I think that was actually a DC Thompson publication. Too. Oh, wow. Um, so from there, I just I worked on my way up the age groups. I just loved going to the newsagent and picking a magazine. Um was an avid reader of Shout when I was like 10, 11. Um, then moved, I mean, teen mags in that day, sadly, we don't have that many anymore. But then they were just brilliant. You know, you had Bliss and Sugar, loved them all. Um, and then age of fourteen, I remember I kind of fell in love with Elle magazine and that's um that's probably one of my favourite magazines
0: still. And you are you still a big reader of magazines now? Do you still love the printed product?
1: Absolutely, yep, yeah, definitely. I, I have to I, I think it's important to be honest that I definitely am guilty of reading them less than I used to. Um, and for someone working in the industry saying that, I know it's quite a scary big thing to say, but I think we have to be frank about that. Um, all of our attention spans are just getting smaller and smaller and we know why that is it's the internet and it's social um but i still anytime i i make the time to sit and read a magazine i get so much pleasure out of it and kick myself for not doing it more
0: me too i'm a huge fan of the printed press um here's a top tip for you louise there is a business mm-hmm. called stack magazines where what they mm-hmm. do is you sign up for a subscription and every mm-hmm. month they send you a new um magazine and it's inc- normally oh, an independent magazine but it's just amazing because okay. strangely oh, yeah. we've got this strange dichotomy in magazines haven't we where they're almost the big players have some big brands that are doing well but actually yeah. the independent magazine sector is starting to boom all over again isn't it there absolutely, are lots of yeah. ones with different business models
1: yeah absolutely and it's a fascinating industry and it always will be and yeah I think we're all having to work a bit harder but sometimes that's a good thing really
0: indeed so let's focus on you um how are you as a manager what and how do you like to be managed
1: Oh, well, uh, I think you'd have to ask my team to get an honest answer, but um, I certainly hope that I'm fair, um, I think that's such an important thing when you're a manager, and equally sort of leading by example too, so I think you, you can't expect your team to do the best job if you're guilty of not doing that yourself, so um, I always like to give things my all and, and show them that, and um, I think respect is a big thing as well, so I try and make sure that you know I'm respectful to my team and it's a two-way thing as much as possible.
0: Yeah. And in terms of your colleagues, is there commonality between them all? Are there certain attributes you look for in your team?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely. Um, I think ultimately, when I'm hiring, the top of my wish list is passion, creativity. And it sounds so simple, but a really nice person. You know, you want someone that's going to work hard and be respectful and kind to their colleagues. Like That takes you so far. Um, and of course we're, we're writing magazines they have to be a good writer and that's something you just can't teach so that's got to be their raw talent someone you can nurture and hopefully mentor and train but really the key for me is passion and, and really caring about shout.
0: So that's fascinating something you've said there you can't teach someone to be a good writer and and your theory is because it's innate it's it's within them somehow is that right?
1: I, I, yes I, I do think so I mean you can refine a skill you can certainly become a better writer but um, I think in terms of especially in, in our team too it's, it's not just shout they're writing for we have to pick up all sorts of it could be preschool it could be aimed at boys it could be aimed at girls and you have to quickly switch your hat and be able to write for different audiences very quickly so um, it's not something I think it, yeah, there has to be a natural talent there Okay,
0: and as you are progressing, you're now editor of Shout magazine. Do you have an eye on other projects? Do you have a side hustle? Do you do you are you constantly in the marketplace thinking about what might be next? How how do you look at your career development? It's an
1: interesting question. Um, certainly at the moment, I still feel really challenged in my job, and that's key for me. At the moment, I stop feeling sort of that that challenge and that excitement then that's when my kind of my head comes up and I, I look around but I've been really fortunate that here I've been able to progress and you know stay in my hometown, which I love um so it's it's worked well for me and I, I still I think it's healthy to always have your eye out and certainly I'm quite keen of like following um careers of other other journalists and that kind of thing so I'm, I am fascinated by it all.
0: Have you got a mentor or or have you ever mentored anybody, Louise?
1: Yeah, um, again, I've been really fortunate. I would say in my career here, I've had several people who have mentored me and that that might be formally or it could be informally. So when I started, I had a brilliant mentor who's now left, but I still turn to her for advice um, all the time. And currently, um, my editor-in-chief has absolutely mentored me and guided me and have really seen
0: my confidence grow um, since working with her. Okay. One final question in this section mm. about you, and that's what yeah. are you known for, do you think, in the workplace? What 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 do you think people say about you?
1: Um, Well, hopefully um, that I'm creative and full of ideas, but equally I've got the drive and the dedication to get those done. So I like to think I kind of have a balance between those things um, and that I'm reliable. So if you ask me to do something, I'll always do it on time and do... Do it to the best of my ability. I hope.
0: So I'm still here with Louise Kettle, and you're the the title is editor of Shout Magazine, isn't it, Louise? That's correct. Yeah. So bring that to life for us. Um, Shout Magazine, for those that don't know, it's it's a girls' magazine. Is that fair to say?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, majority it's girls that read it. Um, they're age sort of eleven to fourteen. Um, they love fashion, beauty, celebrities—the core things that sort of teen and tween girls will always love. They're they're still at the heart of
0: Shout. How many how many issues do you bring out every year? So we're monthly, so it's it's usually around twelve. Great, and it's funny, isn't it? Because in a world where toxic masculinity is being recognised, I would argue, and I've I've obviously worked around kind of youth media for a long time now, but I would argue that girls' magazines are unashamedly girly. Do you think there's, I mean, to, to describe such a thing as tox, toxic femininity is probably stupid, but do you see where I'm coming from? I, I think you're quite proud to be a magazine for girls. Would you say that's fair?
1: Yeah, um, I see where you're coming from. I mean, in a way, Shout has changed a lot over the years and now we really focus on sort of empowering the girls um, and... Re- Actually, rather than being unashamedly girly, it's making them unashamedly, you know, unafraid of being themselves. So if they like makeup, great. If they like sport, great. It doesn't matter. There's sort of a, a place for all of that. Um, but yeah, th- we also we have to admit our core reader is a girly girl. That's that's who she is.
0: Yeah, and. In terms of the business model, is it a subscription based? Is it advertising based? How how does it work?
1: Sorry, very much newsstand. So um, it's girls. We have a, a, a good amount of subscribers. Um, but no, we're, we're fighting it out on the newsstand every month and hopefully have quite a loyal band of readers that, that buy it every month.
0: And what's your circulation at the moment, Louise? um 34, and where does that put you in the market does that put you kind of right up there does it put you around yeah well
1: well the interesting thing with shout is we're pretty much the only teen mag left um we do the age of the reader has come down over the years um as teens obviously they migrate to social etc at a younger age um but i would say we're we're one of the very few real teen mags left but We are competing with um, the primary girls market as well. And yeah, we definitely, um, we have a strong position there.
0: So Girl Talk and Go Girl are a bit younger, aren't they?
1: Yep, yep. To put it into context, yep, they're a slightly younger reader.
0: Okay. And how is Shout? And actually, let's focus on your role for a second. As editor of Shout magazine... Yeah. That is editing copy, it's setting out an agenda for the magazine on a month-by-month mm-hmm. basis, it's managing journalists, it's all of those mm-hmm. things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's quite a wide-ranging editor role, I'd say, um, which is often the case within kids' mags. So it covers overseeing content and defining the tone and direction of the magazine planning and designing cover mounts that's a huge thing um for the kids mag without your cover mounts you know you wouldn't really be out there um so that's a massive part of it um ensuring we're getting the social media right and then we have brand extensions so shouts done events and um, one shot magazines and then as well as shout I actually work on other projects and one shots as well and they could be for a different audience so preschool that kind of thing
0: okay so it's busy and then do, are you thinking about the commercial elements of the brand as well so are you thinking about if you like a brand ambassador role as as well as when you're do you talk to advertisers for example
1: yeah absolutely i mean obviously the commercial side of things is hugely important so yeah very much so i'm involved in that too
0: okay and What do you think defines the Shout brand? Is it things that it does do or things that it doesn't do? And are you always thinking about the next brand extension?
1: Yeah I mean it's it's both to be honest so we, we make sure that our brand values run through absolutely everything we do so our tagline is the magnet's got your back and that's key we're really supportive we're a safe space for readers we're positive and inspiring but we're also funny and entertaining you know we don't want anything too heavy I never want a feature to feel like school for them you know they come to magazines for a break and um, so that's really important to me and you know, there's so much content out there for our readers to consume online, so we have to be a reliable place they can come to feel good. We want them to look forward to reading it and sort of be safe in the knowledge that they'll always feel better after reading it too. Yes, we know they're on the internet, but that's a scary place. If they're going to Google a problem on on the internet, you know, they could be terrified by the answer. So we are, we are more of a, a big sister and hopefully supportive, um, positive influence.
0: And in terms of... I, I, I get it from a brand perspective, but for example, there isn't a shout podcast with mm-hmm. you're, you're on social media. Are you thinking about mm-hmm. which platforms to be on and, and, is, and what guides that decision making process?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're always looking into things like that. Ultimately, you know, Shout, it is a brand, but first and foremost comes the magazine. And from there, we look at ways that we could potentially um, expand out from there. So I did mention the events earlier. So we um, have had a really successful few years of running Shout Hangout, um, where we have influencers and YouTubers come along and readers come um, and they get goodie bag, they get free beauty treatments. And that was really successful um so yeah we're always keeping our eye on that kind of thing it's very much when making those decisions it the commercial aspect is really important but equally that it's always going to reflect those brand values and that the reader will recognize it as very much in shouts
0: ethos okay and how many shout hangouts have you done now and what are the lessons you're learning as you do another one each year
1: um I think we're on year four or five now, and we, some years we've done a couple, so I mean it was a whole whole new sort of avenue for us, so certainly a lot of lessons um but I, I think the key was like keeping it quite simple and um again, just making sure it always like comes back to what's in shout, so their favorite features in shout became the the favorite element of hangout
0: um would you say that shout made mistakes whether? i mean you've been there for nine years but would you Mm -hmm. say that shout has made any mistakes and if so what are those mistakes
1: um certainly personally um in my time as editor i would say i think it's important to to look back on what you've done and obviously hindsight is a great gift um but there have been a couple of cover star choices um, that I've personally made, which which didn't pay off. Not that they were risky or wrong or anything like that. Just perhaps something a little bit different from our usual offering. Um, and again with that hindsight, I think those choices were probably more more appealing to an older reader. So they got a great reaction on social, where the the reader, the person, we are um sort of communicating with it is a bit older um, and the, sale, the sales didn't match that response we got online which, which made me feel they were slightly too old um, but again that's exactly the kind of mistake you have to make sometimes in order to just refine your offering
0: Got it, okay and what makes the perfect shout cover star?
1: It's got to be someone that's just huge. So that was another lesson I learned quite quickly. So you know, it's it's Ariana, it's Taylor Swift, it's it's their favourite people. Um, and um, we do we do revisit them time and time again because they work. It's got to be someone that'll instantly grab that reader. Um, these the girls that love sh- that love shout. You know, they recognise pop stars. They're they're not interested in slightly obscure or really super cool people and they just want to see their favorite
0: pop stars and youtubers and forgive me asking a blunt question shout makes money does it it makes money from the newsstand and from advertising
1: oh absolutely yeah I wouldn't be saying here if it didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> um, I just want to cover on just two more areas about the Shout brand, if that's all right. Um, the of course. first one I really want to dig down into, or, or at least kind of get your flavour, is you've mentioned that it's changed. Because uh, Shout's been around, people may not know, for 25 years, or is it even 26 yes. now? Yeah, 25.
1: Yeah. 25 years of
0: Shout magazine. Yeah. So your... So your readers are starting to have children. Sorry, your your yes. former readers are now having children that will start reading show. That read
1: magazine. show, yeah. Yeah, it's gone feel so. I know that there. you had
0: a big kind of twenty five years campaign last year, but how has the product mm-hmm. changed? You mentioned the readerships got slightly younger, but what yeah. did you talk about then that you don't talk about now and vice versa?
1: So, I mean, the core value is we reflect what's going on in the readers' lives. So that's obviously still there, but that's the thing that's changed. So the magazine's just evolved alongside that. So, as I said, they're younger. Um, Previously, there might have been more about dating advice or stories about underage drinking. Um, that, That was more happening 25 years ago with an older reader um but that kind of thing's gone now so um it's it's a lot more wholesome there's also the way we write features they're much they're shorter and snappier um, probably less text and i feel like that kind of reflects the growth of the internet and social because that's that's the content they're used to consuming so we have to kind of be short and snappy to to uh, mirror that
0: okay and with regard to the Shout brand, you mentioned, if you like, it is a brand, but it's a magazine first and foremost. Yeah, Is that a commercial decision? I mean, you hear a lot in print media about digital pennies replacing print pounds. Mm-hmm. Was Was that something that you and DC Thompson for, were aware of before you went headstrong into creating an iPad app that nobody downloaded, for example?
1: Yeah, it's something that, you know, no, no decision is, is made lightly. It's something we're we're always evaluating, we're always looking at but the sort of the beauty, if you call it that, the beauty of having younger readers is they do like a printed product, their parents like them to have a printed product. There's that trust element with parents too, um, which runs right through DC Thompson as a company, not just shout. Um and that's something that we feel is really important and to kind of nurture that and, and keep that. So we don't want to stray too far from it, but it's certainly something that we're always evaluating.
0: And just very kind of final thing in terms of the, the overall package of the magazine. Lots mm-hmm. of editors, lots of publishers talk about a package of a magazine, but actually in children's magazines, they really mean the package because you speak to yeah. your colleagues and friends at Media, your colleagues and friends at Eggbomb, and nobody is shy of saying, exactly as you weren't earlier, it's Lots of it is about the cover mount and and about the freebies, isn't it? That You cannot underestimate the importance of what comes on the cover.
1: No, absolutely. And, you know, that's not to say they don't enjoy the magazine, but you're fighting it out on the newsstand every month and you've probably got, I would say, seconds to grab that potential reader's attention away from their mum while they're shopping at the supermarket, enough that they grab that magazine off the shelf over everyone else. And that is down to you know great cover wording yes but also the gift how big does that package feel what's in it does it feel like they're getting good value for money so yeah it's really really important in, in kids mags
0: and why just finally on the shout brand why will the brand continue to survive and to flourish is it just because it's relatable and escape time for the target audience is it the fact that it evolves all the time is it all of those things
1: yeah, I think I think it's kind of touches on everything I've said so far. So as you say, we we make sure we evolve with the reader, um, and yes, we are fighting against the internet, but I would say probably less so than um, older magazines for sure, um, because these these kids' parents are very conscious of screen time, so they don't necessarily want their kids sitting in front of their phone or their iPad ipad 24 7 and a magazines you know it's a nice happy medium between not being a book but being something they can read and sit down and and enjoy um on their own and i also feel that The reader themselves, they still love the content of the magazine. They get a lot of reassurance from it. Um, We we hear from them all the time and they really do love it. So, um, yeah, it's just a a case of, again, sticking to those those brand values and making sure that 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 continues in the magazine as we evolve.
0: So the final section of my conversation with Louise Kettle, editor of Shout Magazine, who is still with us, is where we find out Louise's actionable insights, things that you've gleaned from a career of engaging with young people via Shout magazine. Um, And we want to kind of get to the nub of your rocket fuel, things that we can use. So first of all, Louise, what do you know about young audiences and specifically about girls?
1: So in terms of shout readers, one thing that I would say is they're extremely savvy. So they know what they like and what they don't. I think it's quite easy, you know, from an adult perspective to think they're just kids. And um, it couldn't be further from the truth, especially the age we write for. They, they're very sort of discerning and they'll instantly tell us if they like something or if they don't. And they're not shy about that. Um, I'd also say they have a lot on their plate. If we think about all the concerns we had as kids, I just feel that these are now so magnified by social media and the internet for today's generation. So it's it's a really fast-paced, intense world for them.
0: Okay. And we we live in an age where, where marketing people, indeed business people, talk about brand purpose and authenticity. Mm-hmm. But what do you think is important to young audiences?
1: I think being spoken to as equals Um, is key there so again it comes down to not being patronising um, that's probably the worst thing you can do when speaking to this audience. Um, in terms of what's important to them at the moment, we've seen more and more the environment is a huge concern, quite rightly, to them. Um, the future in general is is a huge thing for them. So that covers everything from worrying about what job they'll do, um, how much money they'll make, the environment, and then even you know social issues, inclusivity, all that kind of thing. So they're definitely they're very concerned about these issues.
0: So Louise you you mentioned you don't want shout to be like school. But do you cover things like the environment? Do you cover things like careers?
1: Oh, absolutely because it's it's so important to the readers. And again our our job there is doing it in a shout way so that it is enjoyable content for them. So yeah, we we definitely we definitely have started covering the environment more, little things they can do to help. Um yeah, definitely. We actually do touch on careers too. Um, inspirational women, whether that's sports stars or, um, you know, job talking a little bit about our own jobs. The team, I like to feature the team that works on Shouting the Magazine too, because I think it's important to show, you know, the faces behind the brand and the, the job they do. So, yeah, we do touch on all these issues and yeah, it comes down to the way we write it and the, the way we put these issues across um, so that it's it doesn't become too dry and educational.
0: The next question I want to ask is around the change in young people. What has changed about young audiences since you've been working at Shout and what do you think will be the next seismic shift in the way they behave?
1: Um, I think <laughs> over a longer term, the biggest change is definitely... Um, the use of social media and how they communicate. So they're now used to having the world at their fingertips. So accordingly, our content has to be snappier. And that goes for design as well. Um, I think I mentioned it earlier that all of us are definitely aware of our attention spans getting shorter and shorter. And that's very true for this audience as well. So that's a big change. Um, Again, the environmental issue, that's something just, I would say in the past year, that's increased massively. Um, So they're, they're two key things, I would say in terms of what's next um again i think this is all going to stem from the internet and social they've got the world at their fingertips and that's bound to seep into our behavior um i think we'll continue to see this heightened awareness of the environmental issues and also alongside that young people becoming more and more involved in activism as we as we see in the news often now
0: um here's something that may blow your mind um Do you remember in the olden days, Louise, people would write on the internet BRB or be right back? (laughs) Yes. Nobody says that anymore because no one's ever going anywhere. You are always online. Isn't that incredible? There you go. Yeah,
1: that's that's quite scary when you think about that. The days of MSN Messenger and BRB is long behind us.
0: Absolutely. Um, When talking to young audiences, which brands get it right, which brands get it wrong, which organizations get it right, which organizations get it wrong, and what are the pitfalls people can fall into?
1: Um I think any brand really, as I've mentioned before, that's speaking to the audience as equals, not patronizing them. Research is key. It'll it'll show a mile off if you've not researched the audience. Um the way you pitch things at them, the language you use. Um we work with Instagram quite a lot and they, I know they're consciously taking steps to make the platform safer and sort of more aware of the mental health impact so I feel like they are really making positive steps at the moment and I think that's something that social media platforms really need to take responsibility for Um, it's all it's all fair and well saying oh they're, they're for over uh, 13s 14s only but we all know it's younger kids using them and, and getting hugely influenced by them. So I think that's extremely important. Um, in terms of getting it wrong, I would just say it's it's all about language and sort of these attempts at using slang you think kids are using are just going to be really, really uncool if you don't get them right. So that that's all down to research, going into what, what we do for research. We go into schools, um, we, we speak to market research groups, so that's key.
0: Okay. Has Shout in the past, or do you think Shout would say no to the wrong brand? Or would it just say no to a brand communicating in in the wrong way, for example?
1: Yeah, both. Um, it's something that uh, I'd imagine we have to do more than most publications is saying no. Um, so and that that will be down to it could be that maybe the product's fine but the marketing is too sexualized or just completely not appropriate for the age group and then yeah we would absolutely have to say no or if if perhaps they were using a celebrity or an influencer to market the product which again the product might be fine but if if the whole message is wrong for us then we we absolutely have to say no
0: okay um final question louise is a simple one and that's one takeaway for everyone listening we're thinking that people will be working in youth culture youth marketing they might work on the media side on the brand side but what's the one takeaway from our conversation or your wider world that everybody should keep in mind when trying to engage in conversations with young people so
1: I think what I would say is never underestimate kids or young people. You know, they're savvy, they're caring, they're sensitive. I think they can often be more intuitive than adults, actually. You really can't pull the wool over their eyes, so don't attempt to.
0: Great okay and then finally where can people find out more about shout magazine and if you want people getting in touch with you louise where can people find out more about you
1: oh um well definitely follow shout on social that's the best place to get us we do have a website but we concentrate our efforts on social so instagram is definitely the best place to get us um I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter, which I know is really bad in this industry.
0: You are about the only journalist I've ever heard of ever that isn't on Twitter. I
1: know. It's shocking. I might get one after this.
0: Okay. fine. (laughs) If you do, then um, then we will link to it or I will link to it. So, yeah, wonderful. OK, perfect.
1: Perfect. Thank you.
0: Louise, thank you so much for taking the time to give us your rocket fuel. It's been really good to have you on.
1: Thanks so much for your time. It's been
0: great. I hope you agree that was a great chat. Fascinating conversation, a really awesome guest. If you enjoyed it, let us know. You can get in touch with us across all socials at we are rocket or with me directly at James Erskine on Twitter. For more, tune in next week. We're still in our first season, we're still kind of evolving what we're going to try and do. We know that we want to learn from people in the youth culture youth marketing space to establish what their rocket fuel is give us a five-star review share the podcast and tune in again next week thanks for listening this is a rocket audio production